Hello everyone, and welcome to the Shazamcast. I'm your new host, Austin, and I'll be taking over for Jeff from now on. I'm very excited about this opportunity to be talking about my love of Captain Marvel with you all, so hope you stick around and enjoy. Now, I wasn't introduced to Captain Marvel until about 2011, and my dad was the one who introduced me. Which is weird because I always grew up loving comic books and comic book movies and TV shows. I watched Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Spider-Man, X-Men, all that stuff. But the first time I really remember getting introduced to Captain Marvel was by my dad in 2011. And I was instantly hooked after reading Shazam! A New Beginning. I wanted to see more, I wanted to read more, I wanted to learn more. And so that's what I did. I went to the web and started just reading everything I could. Soon found out that he was the first comic book superhero to be brought to life on the big screen, which is the adventures of Captain Marvel made in 1941. That's exactly what I'm going to be talking about today in this podcast. Now, Captain Marvel was released in 1941, and it was directed by John English and William Whitney, who both went on to direct another comic book, serial adaptation later on with English doing Captain America in 1944 and Whitney doing Spy Smasher in 1942 which was another Fawcett publication character. Captain Marvel was played by Tom Tyler who was an amateur weightlifter so he fit the role very well and Billy Batson was played by Frank Coughlin Jr. He was 24 at the time so there's a little difference but he was known for a child actor for most of his career so it worked. And he still looked really young. Now the plot of the serial is very simple, just like a majority of serials at the time. The Malcolm Expedition was in the Valley of Tombs where they found the Golden Scorpion. With the Golden Scorpion and a handful of lenses, they could make rock into gold. They decided that the the Scorpion was too powerful to be used, so they split the lenses up between the, the people on the expedition. Now, the wizard Shazam gave Billy Batson the power of Captain Marvel in the Valley of Tombs to protect the Scorpion also. So that's how Billy Batson gets his powers in this serial, which differs from Billy Batson meeting the wizard in the subway in the original comic book. Now, soon after handing the lenses out, the Scorpion arrives. The Scorpion wants to take all the lenses for himself to have full control of the Golden Scorpion. It's a real basic plot, but it works really well for this movie serial. This serial is split up into 12 different chapters. Chapter 1, The Curse of Scorpion. Chapter 2, The Guillotine. Chapter 3, Time Bomb. Chapter 4, Death Takes the Will. Chapter 5, The Scorpion Strikes. Chapter 6, Lens of Death. Chapter 7, Human Targets. Chapter 8, Boomerang. Chapter 9, Dead Man's Trap. Chapter 10, Doom Ship. Chapter 11, Valley of Death. Chapter 12, Captain Marvel's Secret. All these chapters end in some kind of cliffhanger, which usually results in Billy Batson or Captain Marvel or another character in some kind of danger. Now, the point of this was to get you to come back next week to see the next chapter. One of my personal favorites was the Scorpion Strikes, which has you wondering how Captain Marvel's going to get out of a cave of molten rock coming right at him. It has a very great special effect, and the special effects were made by Howard and Theodore Lidecker, who went on to do 
special effects for Lost in Space TV show back in the 60s. The lie detectors came up with an amazing way to make Captain Marvel fly in this movie serum, which still today looks very well done in my opinion. They took a paper mache version of Captain Marvel, which was about seven feet tall, a little taller than Tom Tyler, and they put holes in the hands and the feet, and they ran them down a wire, which made him look like he was flying. And the reason why they did this is because they believed everybody looked for wires going vertical, but not wires going horizontal. And it worked out really well because it's really hard to spot. And unless you're looking for it, you, I honestly don't think you can spot it. Now, if you got the Blu-ray DVD version of The Adventure of the Captain Marvel, which was released a few years ago, it is a little easier to spot because the picture quality is so clear on that, though. So just give you a heads up in case you decide that you want to buy the Blu-ray version. Now, the stunts were performed by Dave Sharp who was a lot smaller than uh, Tom Tyler, and it's a little easier to notice if you're paying attention than the wires would be, because he's so short. Tom Tyler was in this about 6'3", I want to say, 6'2", and Dave Sharp, I read, was about 5'8"-ish. Don't hold me to that, but there's a big size difference. But the stunts that Dave Sharp was asked to perform were very well done. He did a few backflips, he did all the leaping for the flying scenes did most of the fighting i believe too just a really well done stunt performer dave sharp had over 5,000 acting credits over six decades and was inducted into the stuntman hall of fame in 1980 so his stunts had to be very amazing in order to get that accomplishment now even though captain marvel was a very well-made serial there's some stuff that differs a lot from the comic book for one, Captain Marvel shows no mercy in this movie serial. He shoots some natives in the back. He throws a motor engine on somebody, which pretty positive kills him. Throws a man off the side of a mountain. So there's man's off the side of like a, like a bridge. And like I said earlier, Frank Coughlin Jr. was 24 when this movie serial was made. And his comic book counterpart was only about 10 years old. So that was a major difference. And Billy Batson in this movie serial drove a car, he flew a plane, he even carried a gun with him. So, there's a lot of difference in that, too. Overall, though, I feel like this movie serial is a very well-made serial and still holds up very well, even by today's standards. The Adventures of Captain Marvel is also considered by many to be one of the greatest movie serials of all time. Which... I really believe it is because I've seen a lot of movie serials and I don't think any of them was made quite as well as this one. If I was going to give it a rating, I'd give it a solid 7.5 out of 10, which is a very good score. Now, this is where I'm going to end my podcast, and I'm sorry I'm ending it so short today because my plan is to start making these things longer. So, hope that's okay with you guys. And I'll be back next month with a whole new episode. But until then, if you guys have any questions, thoughts, ideas, concerns, you're more than welcome to message me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at the Shazamcast. And until next time, hope you have a marvelous month.